Two men are walking through the woods one Thanksgiving day when they stumble across a big deep hole. The first man peers into the hole and says, Wow, bruh, that looks deep, man. The second man says, Sure does, dude. Let's throw a few pebbles in there and uh, see how deep it is. <laughs> we'll be able to tell the death by how long it is before we hear the noise of the pebbles landing. <laughs> death. So they pick up a few pebbles and throw them into the hole and wait. Nothing. There's no noise at all. The first man says, No way. That's really deep. I know. Let's throw one of those great big rocks down there. Holy bruh, that should make a noise. So they pick up a couple football-sized rocks and toss them into the hole and wait. And wait. Again, nothing. They look at each other in amazement. Then the first man gets a determined look on his face and says, Hey, over here in the weeds, man, there's a railroad tire. Like, help me carry it over. When we toss that sucker in, it's going to make a stupid loud noise. So the two of them drag the heavy tie over to the hole and heave it in. Once again, not a sound comes from the hole. Suddenly, out of the nearby woods, a goat appears, running like the wind. It rushes towards the two men, then right past them, running as fast as its legs will carry it. Suddenly, it leaps into the air and straight into the hole. The two men are astonished with what they've just seen and look at each other in amazement. Then... Out of the woods comes a farmer who spots the men and ambles over. He asks them, Hey, have you two guys seen my goat out here? I seem to have lost him. The second man says, You bet we did. Most gnarly thing I ever saw. For sure, man. It's the craziest thing since we mixed Cool Ranch Doritos with Fun Dip. Your goat dude came running out all stoked and just jumped into this wicked deep hole and disappeared. No, says the farmer. That couldn't have been my goat. My goat was chained to a railroad tie. This is how we disable toxic masculinity. We need to kill all men. This pagan patriarchalism that is coming back out of the shadows. Feminists hate patriarchy. It's the woman that runs the show, and the woman that runs the community and is the backbone of of that area. I'm a nasty woman. A loud, vulgar, proud woman. Patriarchy. Authority over me? Go eat your superior. I personally can't see why egalitarianism would be a bad thing. The assumption that wives should make babies instead of money is part of patriarchy. Don't say hi to strange women you don't know. Patriarchy. The patriarchy. Patriarchy. Patriarchy.
Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And that is Psalm chapter 118, verse 1. You are on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, and you are listening to The Patriarchy. My name is Tony Dapani, and I am joined by my co-host, Pastor Joseph Randall Spurgeon. Woman, get back in here and make me a sandwich. Joseph, what kind of sandwich are you eating today? I am eating a pilgrim sandwich. You're eating a pilgrim? No, a pilgrim sandwich. So it's a pilgrim with bread, wearing bread. No. Why are you eating pilgrims, man? That's not cool. It's got, I mean, you've never heard of that before? Eating a pilgrim? I mean, yeah, but that's usually like cannibals when, you know, they go somewhere else, but. Oh, so I get you're trying to you're trying to be the funny guy now. No, I'm just saying I think it's weird that you're eating pilgrims. You're you're funny. I'm always funny. Like funny ha ha or funny Weird? Funny. Both. Yeah. Ask my wife. She'll tell you it's both. Okay. I'll agree with that. Anyways, I'm eating a pilgrim sandwich, okay. which is but if why? anybody would know. Why? Because it's almost Thanksgiving. Okay. That's and true. why wouldn't you eat a pilgrim sandwich? So because it, I don't I don't it's like people. You've never had this before, seriously. No, I haven't. Go ahead. I haven't. No, you, I really haven't. Like turkey. Okay, maybe I just don't call it a pilgrim sandwich. Describe Home the sandwich. Bread. I'm not used to you having a real sandwich, and, okay? This is throwing and, me off. <laughs> this is well, not this is not what we have agreed upon. <laughs> You're not supposed to have a real sandwich. Anyway, go it's ahead. Turkey, it's okay. dressing. You know, you put it on bread, you put some butter on it, you, and you warm it up a little bit, the butter you melts. Put, you put butter and dressing at the same time on it, too? Oh, oh, man. And you warm it up. Oh, it's great. If you have a little bit of cranberry sauce, too, you can kind of make some sauce on it. It's really good. Okay. All right. I don't put all that on it. And but, yeah. to really top it off, like, because if you want to, like, really make it a pilgrim sandwich, you make the bread, homemade bread, and you use Mayflower. Okay. Like the ship? No, you've never heard of Mayflower. <laughs> I'm just trying to be a jerk. <laughs> well, when we get to what we're thankful for, I'm not thankful for you. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, folks. Well, <laughs> go to fightleftfeast.com and click to donate to me. <laughs> so, uh Okay, so that, that, that I'm so I'm not used to having a real sandwich, man. This is weird. This is well, I don't know what to do with that. I mean, I did have Mayflower in my sandwich. I know. I mean, I figured something like that was coming in. So yeah, but yeah. you know, it's not. Uh, well, eh, I'm used to the joke going longer and being an even worse payoff. It's kind of uh, it's kind of it's kind of weak, man. Well, Tony, what what happens at the end of Thanksgiving dinner? What, I mean, what comes at the end of the Thanksgiving dinner? Uh, arguments over politics? No, the letter R. Oh. <laughs> okay, see, that... That comes at that's the end of Thanksgiving what, dinner. That's what I was expecting, okay? that That is our bread and butter with Mayflower and cranberry sauce and gravy and whatever else you put on your, your sandwich there. Um, yeah. Do you ever put this... Okay. Well, I'm going to go with my sandwich here. It's going to be similar, but um, it's it's my after Thanksgiving sandwich, which yes has leftover uh, turkey, but you and ever hamburgers? Uh, and ha- have leftover hamburger, and it's in a bun, not in a bun, but in, a, in a, a muffin. It's no, don't you bring that into this? Don't you bring the sacred cheeseburger muffin into this? You you leave that out. 
That's for special occasions. Not Thanksgiving. That sounds weird. It's <laughs> <laughs> a special occasion that are not Thanksgiving. That are not Thanksgiving. <laughs> No, um, no. So I, yes, I will, I will make a, you know, leftover sandwich with, but see, we have, um, so shout out to my mom on this one, right? So my mom makes um, like cheesy, uh, hi mom, Uh, cheesy potatoes, like just really, but she makes in true. Are they as cheesy as our jokes? No, there's nothing (laughs) that cheesy. (laughs) There's no, the depth of that cheesiness is, uh, uh, is not, uh, you can't find the depth of that. How deep, man. <laughs> Sorry. That'll, yeah, I'll put that intro in. Um, anyway, no, so uh, we're we're okay, folks. I swear, I'm just kind of being ADD right now. Um, my mom makes really, really good cheesy uh, potatoes, but my mom does not have uh, an idea of how much to make. So it's always been this like Thanksgiving tradition that she just sends everybody home with cheesy potatoes because it's just so much of it. But this goes into my sandwich. I will put some of the cheesy potatoes on top of my turkey in my sandwich, and it's really good. I feel like, you know what, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you can put just about anything from Thanksgiving dinner in the Thanksgiving sandwich, and it's probably going to be good. Yeah, you could probably even put pumpkin pie into it. Oh, pumpkin pie sandwich. What's the best thing to put into pumpkin pie? Do you know? Oh, no. Where's this going? This is a setup. No, I just want to say you put your teeth into it. Yeah, I knew it. See? Take I a bite knew out it. of it, man. I knew it's the best yeah, thing yeah, to put uh, into pumpkin yeah, pie. There you go. Do you like uh, you like whipped cream on yours? Or the better question is, do I like pumpkin pie with whipped, whipped cream? cream. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. Okay, we should just quit the episode and go eat food now. I'm hungry. This sounds good. Okay. Yeah, man. Some cranberry sauce, some sweet potatoes. Do you know? Uh, so here's here's a fun story. When I was growing up, my grandfather uh, always used to make deviled eggs, <clears throat> and I loved them as a kid. Actually, my cousins, both my cousins and I, uh, we we would always just pretty much were always the ones eating it. But <laughs> when I was a kid, I didn't like the term deviled eggs. And so we ended up, I ended up asking my mom if I could call them grandpa eggs because grandpa made them. Because I was just like, you know, I didn't understand what deviled meant. I was just like, why are we eating devil eggs? <laughs> like the devil didn't make the eggs. Grandpa made the eggs and they're good. Like, So I, we ended up calling them grandpa eggs. And it's funny because even to this day, um, we still call them grandpa eggs, which is kind of fun because my, my grandfather passed away and it's kind of just neat to, <laughs> it's just fun things to remember it with, but he also, he always used to make extra ones for me too because my cousins and I would just squirrel away a bunch of them. But I like I like those a lot. Do you guys make those for Thanksgiving or? Oh yeah, man, that that's mm, that's good stuff. That's good. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's like you just are stuffed. Yeah, like the turkey. Yeah. It took what me a long time. To it took a me a long time to Thanksgiving in your mind. What's the what? What's the key to a great Thanksgiving in your mind? key to a great thanksgiving um how about a turkey oh man i walked into that Uh, yeah that would be part of it goodness gracious okay so obviously we're talking about thanksgiving this episode if, if people haven't figured that one out um you have a sermon that you did on this, so you had some points, but you also, I remember we were talking about, you also had some history on Thanksgiving, right? 
Yeah, yeah. You know, history of Thanksgiving, we, we immediately, you know, you think of the Puritans and the Pilgrims and all that stuff. Um, there's actually a, uh, in the minutes from Charlestown, Massachusetts in 1676. And so this is one of the places that claims to be the first place of Thanksgiving. And so... Um, the minutes say, by unanimous vote, Edward Rawson, the clerk, is to proclaim June 29th as a day of Thanksgiving. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, the whole concept of what we call Thanksgiving, so we, we think of it as one particular day. You know, it's the day the, the, the pilgrims came over on the Mayflower. And then we could do a whole episode on just their history. It's just an amazing thing. The, the, you know, they were, they were their pastor... Uh, um, when they were over in England, was one of the the separatists or the uh, you know nonconformists as they they were sometimes called, uh, because they didn't they did not believe that the state should be telling the the church how to do worship. So they they were opposed to the Book of Church Order from um, sorry not the Book of Church Order the the Book of Common Prayer. Not necessarily because of the content. The content was actually is pretty good, but the the fact that the they were trying to compel the churches on what prayers and what things they can preach, and so uh, the 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 a pastor of there, I think his name was John Brown, uh, may not be correct on that. Um, uh, led his congregation after some persecution. They went over to Holland. And then uh, in Holland, there was freedom. But what they discovered was that the young people there in Holland were had very loose morals. And so, you know, like a lot of homeschoolers, they were afraid that, you know, send our children to their education systems and all that stuff. So they packed back up and went back to England. And then from there, headed, headed over here. But their pastor... Um, and half the group didn't even get to make it because they actually set off on two different boats. So there's the Mayflower, and there was another boat that uh, made it not very far offshore before it was leaking, and they had to bring it back. And so, you know, half or more of the congregation did not get to come, and even their pastor, on you know, because he was an older man, they were unsure he'd be able to make it across the seas stood and he gave a big proclamation to them. So anyways, they came over here and that's what we usually think about. We think about them. We think about, uh, the, you know, how they had a terrible winter and, and many of them died. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards there was uh, a good harvest. Some of the, the Indians came and helped them. And then, so we think of that. That's the first Thanksgiving. But really, the idea of Thanksgiving goes back way before that. You know, the Westminster Confession of Faith, for example, talks about how we're to order worship. And one of the things it mentions in the ordering of worship is not adding to worship, but uh, there are certain things you do in worship, and that includes having days of fasting or days of Thanksgiving. Uh solemn assemblies. So if a illness or some kind of tragedy was hitting the land, the people saw God's providence in that. In a way, we don't quite see 
we don't think of God's providence as we ought to, even Calvinists. We, I think we maybe are uh, leery of like charismatic stuff, and so maybe we don't see God's yeah. providence as much. But they would see God's providence in these things, and so they would call days where they would fast and be in sorrow and would assemble and beg God for his mercy. And then when things like harvest or or good things would happen, they were did not want to be remiss and missing out on the idea of giving thanks. So there were days of thanksgiving proclamations happening all over um, England, all over uh the different um, colonies that come to the United States. So there's actually several that lay claim to it. That's why I read that one from Charlestown, Massachusetts. So that's kind of the history of Thanksgiving, at least from a modern standpoint. That reminds me of when uh, you and I were in South Dakota and we went to, uh, uh, however, we go to uh, Deadwood and everybody lay claim to, uh, what was it? Uh, the was it the place where uh, what was his name? Wild Bill. Wild, Wild Bill, Bill got shot. Get, it's like yeah. Wild Bill got shot over here. Like, no, I'm just kidding. He got shot over here. Or here's the chair. But uh, yeah, we'll probably never know who was the first. But um, that's interesting, though. The it's interesting that they were making proclamations back then too for things like that. It just shows, in, in a sad way, it shows kind of how f- far down our countries come and that we don't recognize those kind of things anymore. But yeah. Now we just make a big deal out of uh, pardoning the turkey. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, I think it was Abraham Lincoln, I think, officially established it as a, a national holiday. Right. Um, and and so it's one of my favorite holidays, favorite times of the year. I kind of hate how it gets skipped over, like— you know, I, I've come to appreciate Halloween and All Saints Day and that kind of time. Our church does a big feast on that time. And really look forward to and like Christmas. But both of those in our culture are very consumerist, right? You can't go to the store in September without being bombarded with all the stuff you can buy for for Halloween. Right. And as soon as Halloween's over, what what are you what are they putting out? Christmas stuff now. Yeah. Christmas. Yeah, that's it's true. like it's like we're bypassing this, and I think it's because we've we've losing our Christian heritage, and so it's all about let's give me, give me, give me, and uh, yeah. Now they have than, well, yeah. now they do. You know, East. I mean, you said the Black Friday, and then came Cyber Monday, and then I don't know. At this point, it feels like it's just the whole week. Like it, it, you know, the sales and everything, it, it guaranteed the sales. Well, by the time this episode airs, all those sales are already going to be out there. There's already going to be people shopping. And yeah, you're right. They're, they're too focused on what they want rather than what they've been given. Yeah. And maybe the reason we don't, and that, that might be the, the reason there is we are consumerist. And so that's one reason we don't celebrate Thanksgiving. And even when we celebrate it, we celebrate it often in a very, consumerist mindset you know and i'm for all having feasts i think feasts are an amazing thing and there's joy to be had and and those kinds of things but it's separate from heartfelt thanksgiving i got it i you know i don't all i don't actually agree with 
some of the Puritans on the... Well, let me put it this way. I don't agree with some of the modern people that like to take the Puritans and use them for like a, a ho humbug kind of let's get rid of Christmas and mm -hmm. stuff and accuse reformed Christians of doing like uh, papist days and all that stuff. Yeah. I agree with the Puritans on their attack against the 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 papist way of doing holidays and, and that kind of thing. Why don't you, but you, real quick, why don't you elaborate on what you mean by that in case somebody's listening and they don't understand? Well, you know, by the, by the time of the Reformation, there's like 95 or more different holidays. Yeah. <laughs> in which, there, and, and holidays are holy days of ob, obligation. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah, is that they were obligated. Not all of them in, are obligated. Some of them are called lesser feasts and mm -hmm. all these things. But they, they, there's this whole system in Rome, and it's not just the holiday thing, it's many things, in which you earn merit, you earn favor or grace. You, God's given you grace, and then you're earning it, you're building up your cup, if you will. And, and so you're obligated to participate in these things. Well, what ends up happening, you got 95 or so of these. What is that? That's like a quarter of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's got to be, yeah. Yeah, and then that obligation of that is you taking off work. Mm -hmm. So you're requiring people not to work during their livelihood, and then you're acting as if this is a requirement by God for your salvation right. and for righteousness, and to not participate in it then makes you sinful. And so you can imagine why the Puritans were totally against these things. But then they leave open the idea of days of thanksgiving and days of fasting or days of, of mourning, which is really uh, how I view what we call holidays now, days of thanksgiving and celebrating of the birth of Christ and, or even you know, something like Advent as a time of, of looking forward to and being thankful for the coming of Christ. But you got to think, the, pure, well, the, reason, the whole reason I'm bringing all that up is I think the Puritans would be, they would actually despise the fact that there's an annual Thanksgiving. They probably would have been more about uh, there being a Thanksgiving day in response to a particular act of, of God. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got you. In their community. So, but that said, it isn't, I don't have a problem with it being annually. Um but I think, like we already said, consumerism probably has diminished it. I think another thing that diminishes it is that we also don't have the times of sorrow or the times of fasting and intentional crying out to the Lord. What do you call it? Solemn assemblies. Like we don't have that aspect either. And so when almost every single day of your life can be a feast then yeah. feasts do not have their <clears throat> yeah that's it's true heightenedness to it so i mean maybe that's one of the reasons to diminish i think the other reason you know obviously is because we've lost our christian influence and then you have the whole woke garbage nonsense where people want to say that the pilgrims came over here and attacked the indians and all that garbage which is totally just a bunch of bogus yeah the 
Well, you're talking about with it, you know, that you could have a feast every day. That's a good point. Um, we also, we lack, well, again, this is us moving away from being a Christian nation. We lack self-control, so we don't save anything for a special time, you know? Like, we don't, you know, we're, if we want Thanksgiving food or all that stuff, we'll, we'll just make it now, or we'll go out and have that, or we won't it may only make this special dessert this time of year or something, uh... But yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that too. I mean, it's kind of obvious that we we can do that every day. Uh, yeah, we we do not, because you know when they were first start doing that, they they had they worked hard for that. They worked hard to make those meals. They they it was very intentional with um, the food that was going into it and and the truly a feast. It was truly a celebration. Um, and yeah, we we do lack that very much. Well, you know, the the going back to what we consider the one with the Mayflower, you know, uh, a good chunk, like a majority of the people that came over died. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's much sorrow. And so Thanksgiving in the midst of that and rejoicing in the midst of that, we, we often keep death and suffering really far away from us. You know, we put it in a nursing home or we put it far in a hospital, all these things far away where um, it just doesn't impact us. One of the things that um, I think we have, with all the fights, and, and this will win me no friends, but with all the fights about COVID and arguments over the numbers and all the stuff, I don't know that many of us have stopped to actually do the mourning part, the sorrow part. Our church has called twice now for days of fasting on for our country for what's going on with this. And it was actually a really encouraging time. We we had an evening together and where we spent time in prayer for our nation and fasted and um but even that wasn't enough. You know, we we haven't really dealt with the numbers. We're we're actually another thing to go along with numbers is working on a statement with ab- abortion in our presbytery and we're talking about the number of people that have been aborted in in the world. And with a focus a little bit on America, but the whole world. And when you when you take into account um, the whole world, and you take into account, for example, abortive fashion drugs and those kinds of things, where implantation is stopped, we're not talking sixty million babies, which is a lot. Yeah, we're talking billions. I know billions of human beings have been slaughtered. And so that ought to move us, we're talking about Thanksgiving, that ought to move us then to sorrow. And then somehow in the midst of all that sorrow, we can look to God's mercies and find that the Christian life is a life of thanksgiving. So you got Jesus saying, blessed are those who mourn. But then the Bible teaches us that, you know, give thanks in all things. This is the will of God for you. Be thankful. And so simultaneously, sorrow and rejoicing 
mourning sin and those things and knowing we live in death and yet having great joy in what God has done for us, his his providence and all these things. I mean, that's kind of what Thanksgiving is about to me. There's always like a, when I celebrate Thanksgiving, and there's always that little bit of nostalgia too to it. You know what I'm talking about? What do you mean? Like, like, so you get your family together and like, I don't know, maybe I'm silly like this, but I tear up like at Thanksgiving. You mean just having everybody together and the, the whole... Having everybody together and then you're singing, and, but then like there's rejoicing and then in my mind, and maybe I shouldn't do this, but I do, there's always this thought of like, well, this could be the last time we're all together. Yeah. There's like this twinge of pain about it, even though joy. And I, um, I think be- John Piper... Just because Piper, we're, we're getting old. Joseph, this is why. Maybe. <laughs> no, this was even when I was young, man. Huh. This was even when I was young. And John Piper talks about this, like, uh, I can't remember exactly. It's been a while since I looked up. But he, he, he talks about even in the midst of joy in this life, there's always this twinge of, like, temporariness about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And yet, that points us to the day then, right? Yeah. You know the day. The day yeah. when it won't be temporary. Yep. Would it be constant feast of Thanksgiving? And so um, that kind of leads me all into the, the 11 points that I'm just going to bam, 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 bam through okay. Forrest. Go Maybe for we it. can talk a little bit about each one. Okay. So these are basically Thanksgiving is statements. So the first one is Thanksgiving is the appropriate reaction to God as creator. Fairly straightforward, right? But if you can't be thankful for anything else, you're alive. Mm-hmm. And God created. And, and the Bible talks about even if, if we don't praise God, the rocks will cry out. So when you go to thank God for things, we always thank God of like, these are all the things he's done for me. But before we even get to it, these are all the things he's done for me, there is... God just deserving of our thanks for who he is as creator. And and so that's an appropriate reaction. Christian life's life, thanksgiving, appropriate reaction to God as creator. Mm-hmm. Number two, thanksgiving is the appropriate reaction to God's providence. And this is where you get into, you know, what God's done for you. And then three, thanksgiving is the appropriate reaction to God's deliverance. So providence is how he's provided for you, you know, our daily bread, all those things. God's deliverance, what he did with Christ on the cross. You, if you, Just these three points alone about Thanksgiving is enough to uh, uh, keep you going for a long, long time. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so this is how you can have that joy in the midst of a land of death or in the midst of like just the, even the judgment that, is on this nation is because God is the creator, provider, and deliverer. But number four about Thanksgiving is that it, it is it is instituted by God Himself. Thanksgiving is instituted by God Himself. Right. It that's why I said we can talk about the history of it. Even you know, even the uh Westminster framers didn't create the idea of Thanksgiving. God did. And even the idea of feasting with Thanksgiving. You remember when in the in the Old Testament the the disciple, not sorry, the disciples. 
Uh, I don't know what, what version you're reading, but <laughs> time traveling. Book of Joseph, I guess. <laughs> okay. The Book of Moroni. Mor- uh, the, the Angel of Macaroni. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's speaking of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, so he told the nation of Israel, you know, go to the place I'm going to tell you, take whatever you want, buy you whatever you want, hard drink, you know, wine, whatever and feast and Thanksgiving. So God instituted Thanksgiving himself, not necessarily one particular day, but the idea of feasting and Thanksgiving. And so with that, even further, Thanksgiving is in one sense, you can almost say it's like foreshadowed by all the ceremonies and things in the old Testament, the feast, they all foreshadowed Christ Jesus, which uh, means they were occasions for Thanksgiving. So, um, you know, when Christ came, those feasts and ceremonies are done away with. But that doesn't mean the actual response of Thanksgiving is done away with. So number six, Thanksgiving is heartfelt. This is what I mean. is It's to come from the heart. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Thanksgiving is a sacrifice. And... Um, the word Eucharist. <gasps> Papist. No, I'm kidding. No. It just means Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It means Thanksgiving. So we actually have a Thanksgiving meal at church every Sunday. It's one of the reasons, you know, the Bible, the Bible also talks about, well, actually, the Bible talks about us offering up our, our bodies as a living sacrifice. And so, um, you know, the, the papists have this weird view, the wrong view, that Jesus enters into the bread and wine and becomes the bread and wine, and there's a re-sacrifice of Christ. Mm-hmm. But there is another way in which we can actually call the Lord's Supper a sacrifice, in which it's a sacrifice of praise, and which we come and we lift up our hands to the Lord and we praising Him. That's our response sacrifice to the sacrifice of Christ. And so Thanksgiving then is that a, uh, our giving thanks is a sacrifice and it leads with our bodies, right? Your, your body is a living sacrifice. Uh, then number eight, Thanksgiving is joyful. Number nine, Thanksgiving is using the things God has given us to glorify him. And this is a, it's a good thing. We get this. It's, it's why we have the turkey and all this stuff, because it's not a sorrowful asceticism that avoids material blessings, but rather the use of those blessings in return to him. I think it's important because our nation only knows one of the two, one of those two things. They only know, it only knows either sorrowful asceticism or, uh, a twisting and a use of material blessings for their own use. So you, it's either f- feast or famine, but not in with for the Lord. So it's like you stuff yourself on Thanksgiving, but where's God in that? Mm-hmm. And so everybody's fighting it. And so they, that's a re, that's why immediately they move on to black Friday, which is now what, what do they call that? Do you know what they even call that on Thursday? Now they're calling black Friday. It's like, Bled over into Thursday. I think oh, they were it, like gray, gray Thursday or something. Oh, I don't even know what it was. But I mean, I, my point was it's bled over all the way to the whole week at this point. And that happened fairly quickly, really. Yeah. 
All right, two more points. Thanksgiving is to be done individually. Um, now, again, I'm not talking about the holiday one particular day. I'm talking about our lives. So we're supposed, we're supposed to eat the turkey all by ourselves, <laughs> just sitting in a room. All by myself. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Okay, no, no. Don't want to eat turkey all by myself. I'm going to record that and make it your ringtone when you call me now. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so I think we need to reclaim that aspect that we need to be thankful in our own lives all the time, right? And not just once a year, though on once a year we can be reminded of that. And that leads to the last point, which is Thanksgiving is to be done corporately. Families, churches, and yes, our civil society should be giving thanks, and, that, and that's what, like, the whole idea of Thanksgiving proclamations back then was put out either by the church or the state or the government, you know, the government, civil government. And it was when the whole society took the day off to give thanks to the Lord. We still have some kind of remnant of that. Every year the president gives out a proclamation. President Trump did a whole lot better. I mean, I don't know. We haven't had... We don't know what President Biden's going to do. I imagine it'll be thankful for the vaccine or something. I don't know. Oh, man, I hope not. I hope he just does yeah. something good. For, for Yeah. Anyway. He'll be like, come on, man. It's Thanksgiving. Come on. Come on, come man. on man. It's part of this turkey. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, uh, until everybody gets a vaccine, I'm not pardoning a turkey. <laughs> turkey. <laughs> <laughs> a turkey gets it. <laughs> you gonna vaccinate the turkey on, on live news oh man that took a weird turn okay sorry go ahead <laughs> oh. All right. so anyways those are my 11 points for my sermon I did on Thanksgiving uh, last year I actually did like four sermons on Thanksgiving this is one of them so you did four um, sermons, on, four sermons on Thanksgiving. Did you let people have a break in between, or you just did them all in a row? <laughs> I did them all on Thanksgiving Day. It there was great. Go. I mean, we just <laughs> ate pie and vegged out between them. They were ten hours long each. <laughs> it was the director's cut of the sermon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but uh, um, I I love Thanksgiving. Maybe maybe it might be good then. To Tony, why don't you just like let's just go back and forth a little bit here about what uh, I don't know, Thanksgiving memories or something like that. Let's get oh man or traditions that you've had. Yeah. How about that? Well, I already talked about one. My mom always makes cheesy potatoes, and yeah. it, it, she keeps making more every year. There's going to be a point where we're going to have to start giving it to the neighbors. Um, but even that, it's 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 you know it's a joke it's become a joke you know in her family about how much she makes but um it's still funny because you still look forward to the cheesy potatoes my kids love them my kids have fallen in love with grandma's cheesy potatoes now but even just making the joke and just smiling and laughing and being with the people that you love and you know like i look forward to that too i look forward to the fact that my mom is going to make too much cheesy potatoes so that we can, you know, do the, ah, oh, mom, you know, and her cheesy potatoes thing and make jokes and laugh. Um, 
Yeah, that's one of them. I know that that's that's not as I don't know deep. We as... we had this. Um, I, I I love it. I mean, I, uh, the I didn't growing up. The, we would sing, and there was this one song in particular. I don't know where it's from. It's like the 30s or 40s. My grandmother and great grandmother would like it, or not my great, my grandmother, my great aunt would like it. It was called "Bless This House." I think, and it, it, I, think I know that one. Yeah. It ends on this very, really high note, and my great aunt would sing it really high, <laughs> and like really, like you know, serious. And we would, my mom and us would all be looking at each other, kind of like <laughs> trying not to laugh a little bit because it was kind of funny. But like, I remember that, and I'm like, you know, I cringed at it a little bit as a, but now it's like, well, we're singing that song at my house. I don't care how cheesy it is. I like it, so we're singing it. You got to watch that cheesy stuff. It just keeps getting more there and more every year. There you go. Cheesy, cheesy potatoes. Cheesy potatoes, man. Yeah, you know. Um, so we used to uh, we used to have Thanksgiving over at my uh, aunt's house a lot too. Oh, and my grandma and grandpa were still alive, and we needed more room. Um, but we used to go around the table. You know, and I know a lot of families do this and say what you're thankful for. Um, I do remember one particular Thanksgiving. Um, my aunt. Uh, the year before my aunt had gotten cancer actually and she had had surgery and uh you know there's a lot of that waiting game you know when you have to go back for that test and i remember that year she uh the test came back negative and it was all gone and i i kind of just remember that thanks kind of like what you're saying about remembering the things are temporary i just kind of remember that thanksgiving being i don't know more meaningful and kind of sweeter than some of the other ones cuz you know my aunt was still there and uh, I do remember that. I remember everybody giving thanks for, you know, uh, God taking the cancer away from my aunt. And that was, that was a good Thanksgiving. You made me think of maybe going back to that and that whole idea of sorrow and joy all mixed together. I wonder how many people actually feel the sorrow. You know, some people, you can't get home for Thanksgiving. I, it, the first time... I had to, I wasn't able to make it home on Thanksgiving to West Virginia. I was just miserable. Cause like it, like I said, it was our favorite family holiday growing up, probably bigger to us than even Christmas. And, but what you find out then in the midst of that is you still have Thanksgiving. You're alive. God created you. He provided for you. He's delivered you. I mean, there's so many things. And so, you know, some people get all kind of like down around the holidays and why they hate it. Become Scrooge or Scrooge McDuck and all that stuff. But uh, I think if you can capture the, just that reality of the Christian life of joy and sorrow that then you can live in the midst of all that tension, all the things that kind of happen around the holidays that, that sometimes happen and still have true joy. Um, so I don't know why you made me think of that. You just did. <laughs> That's okay. Tell you what, let me, uh, let me close this out. I had this, uh, I had this part of this commentary from Charles Spurgeon on uh, the verse that we read at the beginning. I thought it was uh, pretty appropriate, actually. So he says, uh, Here's a standing reason for thanksgiving. 
Although we may not always be healthy, nor always prosperous, yet God is always good. And therefore there is always a sufficient argument for giving thanks unto Jehovah, that he is a good God, essentially, that he cannot be otherwise than good, should be a fountain out of which the richest praises should perpetually flow. I think that was a kind of sums up, I think, your points, too, and what we were trying to say. Well, you, you can't get any better than him, man. Yeah, th- those Spurgeons. I don't know. It's a mixed bag, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's our episode for this week, folks. Um, so from Joseph and I both, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Um, and uh, if you know somebody that you want to share this episode with, we'd appreciate it. Share it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, wherever else you find this. Um, but uh, you know what? For Thanksgiving, though, I'd, I'd normally say listen to it with your family. Don't. Just turn it off. Spend time with your family. Give thanks to God. Listen to it another time, though. Maybe in the car ride back from wherever you drove to. Maybe you're traveling like we are for Thanksgiving. That'd be kind of a fun one. But from from the both of us, again, happy Thanksgiving. And uh, as always... If you have not yet bowed your knee to Christ, repent and believe. And if you have, this is our call to you. Build, fight, protect, lead. This is The Patriarchy.